Hello, happy dwellers, and welcome to the Happy Dwelling Podcast. It's a pleasure to have you here with me today, and I hope you have been well and are creating those great habits so your dwelling place can be a happy one. Okay, so I just got back from washing off a mud mask from my face. I don't know why I thought it was a good idea to try to put a mud mask on my face before I started recording this podcast, but I did. my face started feeling so stiff that by the time I set up everything it was just like nah bro you gotta wash this off so that's what I was doing um so I'm back ready with a fresh clean smooth face and I'm ready to talk about our topic of the day and that is listening to your body for my plan for this podcast I expected to present some type of research every time I got on here and to kind of get really deep but to be honest with you this topic I'm kind of going off of the top of my head and I did not find any research I didn't really look for any research to be honest with you so it's just gonna be a very casual chit chat conversation it might not be as long as some of the other podcasts will be but I really do hope you guys enjoy this because I think it's an important topic Everything we talk about here is an important topic, but this is really important, especially because we're not really taught to listen to our bodies per se. That's why I I like it so much and I had to bring it on here. So without further ado, let's get into it. So what exactly does it mean to listen to your body? To me, listening to your body means knowing when something is wrong, whether that's being translated through pain or just something is off. That could be your intuition. It could be other types of feedback that your body gives you. It could be knowing hunger and satiety signals or just knowing when to stop when you're doing something. And those are all kind of like the different categories that we'll be talking about today. Listening to your body can mean a lot of things for a lot of different people. And like I said, I don't feel like we learn this in school we usually don't learn this from homes unless your parents are really into it and they teach it to you but in my experience it's not the general way of being so it's important also one more thing that i didn't talk about was what is the difference between this listening and hearing so when i say listen to your body i'm not just talking about finding the the signals that your body gives you whether to stop or to continue doing something or whatever the case may be. Listening is a deeper level of hearing because you hear it and you understand it. And I guess in the terms of this podcast, when I say listen, I mean hear and act based off of whatever message you're getting from your body. It's easy sometimes to know something or to get that signal but not do anything so the point of hearing is to take that feedback and go and do something with it so one of the categories of listening to your body it will be knowing when something is wrong when you feel that pain on your knee or your stomach is off you know those are some really obvious cues that something is up and 
you know, usually those are the ones that we will listen to because it's relaying a pain message and we don't like pain, okay? Nobody likes pain, so we should listen in that case. There are other messages our bodies send as well. You can know that something is right as well based off of how you feel. You can feel energized. You can feel at peace. You can feel just calm, cool, and collect, whatever the case may be, whatever makes you happy. You can feel that and your body can give that to you through neurotransmitters, oxytocin, like when you orgasm, whatever the case may be. I know when I generally eat salads or drink green smoothies, I feel energized. Same thing with having something with turmeric. It gives me energy and I can just automatically feel that something is right in that. And you would think that would make me want to eat more and (laughs) consume more salads and all that jazz, but not necessarily. But that's what I mean by listening, by getting that message like, yo, I feel great right now. I should want to go ahead and do more, do more of that or do it more consistently so that I can feel better on a whole. And then on the opposite spectrum of that is when I do something and it doesn't feel good. For instance, I eat dairy and dairy messes me up. I would stop eating dairy, but you know, humans, we are complex. We're very interesting individuals. Just because something gives us negative feedback doesn't mean that we actually listen sometimes. Let this podcast be an encouraging message to you to actually listen because, yo, your body's telling you what, what it likes, what it doesn't like. Like, just just, just pay attention, man. Just, just give it what it wants, all right? But when it comes to pain, it's really easy to identify those markers. And, you know, generally we do stay away from things that are painful. But some of the other signals that our body can give are, like I said, energy before. We can get signals about hydration through our urine color. If we pay attention, we can get signals about what's going on in our large intestines by how our poop looks. And we'll talk more about the poop thing later. That's like a whole nother topic, but it definitely is feedback. Like if your poop is like super hard and you were constipated trying to get it out. I mean, that's a message. Your body's like, look, bro, you, you gotta do something here. You either need to up your fiber, drink some more water, move your body, do something. But like, this ain't right. And then also like for women, our period is a signal as well if you're having extremely bad cramps you know maybe something's up in there maybe you need to go to the doctor and check if you have fibroids or whatever maybe you know it's telling you that you need to exercise i know when i work out consistently my period is generally better but i know everybody's body is different that's just me but your period is definitely a signal as well sometimes they're heavier sometimes they're lighter Sometimes the cramps are more intense. Sometimes there are no cramps. If you pay attention to see what it is that you were doing when you had no cramps, just try to do that some more because, hey, obviously your body liked it, whatever you did, so do it. And if you're getting messages for the opposite, you know, maybe do less of that other thing. But when it comes to listening to your body, uh, I think a lot of people probably think about being still and being present within your body we are bombarded literally with entertainment with things to do pretty much on a daily basis and on a 
minute by minute basis. You know, like it's so easy to pull out your phone and play a podcast or listen to some music while you're doing something. We don't really a lot of times get a chance to kind of like sit with ourselves. And that kind of stops us from being able to actually listen to our bodies because we can't listen if we're not still quiet, still or quiet or actively trying to listen. If we're trying to distract ourselves with everything else, whether it be social media, TV, whatever, it's going to be hard for us to actually pay attention to some of these signals because not all these signals are physical. You know, we are dynamic beings and we're not just our body. We are our mind. We are our spirit. And, you know, that's why I named this podcast Happy Dwelling because we do want to take care of our bodies through healthy living. But like I said, there's more to us and there's spirit, there's our mind and all of those things combined help to make us who we are to be honest with you if your mind isn't good then your body isn't going to be good a lot of times when your mind isn't good it'll show up in different physical ways whether you have gi problems or you have a headache whatever the case may be a lot of the times it goes hand in hand this is really important that we actually learn as a society honestly to hey it's okay to not fill every second of the day with something so that you're not being with yourself a lot of the times when it comes to mental health and things of that nature you're not going to be able to ask the right questions to yourself or reevaluate what took place unless you have that time to sit with yourself for me that's like journaling if i sit down and i journal like we're good and i know that's not everybody not everybody likes to journal But it's just an example of something that you can do to help you sit with yourself and just kind of like observe and think about what went well, what didn't go well, what can I do to change it in the future. Sometimes we get messages from our body that might not necessarily come from our body. And by that, I'm talking about through our gut microbiome. If we have a certain ratio of bad to good bacteria or let's say for instance we are used to having sweets at night after dinner we train our bodies to want certain things and to crave certain things and like i mentioned before the gut microbiome also can hijack your neurological system and tell you hey i want some of this right now and you think it's it's you that really wants it but it's 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 the gut bacteria they're trying to feed off of you But the point I'm trying to make here is when you listen to your body and you hear what the body is telling you, it might not necessarily be the right thing too. So there's a difference. Sometimes when you actually know your body well enough and have actually actively sat and listened and meditated on the things that you have heard or the messages that you have received from your body, you will be better able to understand the differences between this is a good thing that I should be doing because my body is asking me or telling me that this is a good thing versus, oh, well, I want this thing because my body is telling me that it wants this thing. That could, like I said before, just be because you've created a habit of doing something and your body expects it or your gut microbes expect it. That's important to keep in mind too. Another thing I want to talk about is like muscle soreness, right? For the longest, I did not want to work out 
I hated it. And I hate even letting that, you know, saying that out of my mouth because words are powerful. But to be honest with you, that was never my thing. I wasn't really encouraged as a child to engage in sports. All I really did was the choir. Not that I'm like a crazy good singer or anything. It's just that that was the environment that I was in. And because of that, I never really felt the drive or motivation to move my body. And now, you know, I'm very much aware of the importance of moving your body and getting in that physical activity. But at the same time, it's like, well, I don't want to be sore. Going off of what I had said earlier, sometimes pain or being uncomfortable can be signals. You know, having muscle soreness isn't fun either. And this fits into kind of like exceptions of the rules of like, do what your body says to do. If you are sore, if your muscles are sore from working out, that's kind of like a part of it. You have to tear down your muscle to build it up. It's not going to feel great. But at the same time, that doesn't mean don't work out. It doesn't mean stop altogether because you're going to feel bad. You know, that's, you will never build a muscle if you listen to that. You definitely should, once you actually do start working out, or if you do work out, you kind of know your body and, you know, its limitations, etc. Like when you're doing too much or when you're not doing enough. That's just like another exception because sweets and cravings can definitely throw you off your track if you're just going to be like, you know what, my body is telling me right now I need a honey bun. And then you go and get it. I mean... It would be important then to see how your body feels after you ate the honey bun. Like, do you feel sluggish? Does your stomach hurt? Are you feeling kind of like gross? Those are also signals. Yes, you might crave something that isn't good for you. But how does your body feel after you have consumed it? And I guess it's like the opposite for like vegetables, right? Nobody wants, nobody craves a salad per se. But after you have that salad, you feel great. And because of that, you should try to eat some more salads. Another topic under this listening to your body is like knowing your hunger and the satiety signals, right? A lot of us, especially in America, we will be given like this humongous plate of food and are expected to finish it. I also know in like Caribbean households, like if you go over somebody's house and they give you food, you better eat everything on that plate. I don't care if you're full. I don't care if you ate before you came. Like, that's just, it's considered rude if you don't. And even outside of like that example, a lot of us have that mindset. Our parents tell us don't waste our food, waste food as we grow up. And, you know, we have this impression that we're supposed to eat what's in front of us. And the problem with that is that, yes, I hear you. We should not waste food. But at the same time, we shouldn't overeat just because there's more food on our plate than our bellies can really handle. Like overeating isn't cute either because now you're creating a habit of getting too many calories, calories that your body doesn't even need. And then what happens to that? It could turn into fat. It can raise your blood sugar, etc. If you don't need that, if you're not, if you're ignoring your body's signal of, I'm satisfied, then you could totally be like creating negative habits, habits that are going to be harder to break and just not as good to have on a whole. You know, what's interesting though, I was, I went to Fancy this past week 
And for those of you who aren't in the nutrition space, Fancy is like a a huge conference for dietitians. Anyway, there was a presentation I was listening to and the lady was talking about how in certain populations of people, they don't create enough of the neurotransmitter brain-derived neurotropic factor, BDNF. And BDNF is very important in letting your body know when you're hungry and when you're satisfied. I mean, I'm sorry, when you're satisfied. And that could also lead to overeating. So I think there's like a lot of a lot of nuances. We're so complex. Like you can't ever talk about one thing so absolutely because there's always exceptions. There's always There's always something. But the point I'm trying to make is if we have the ability to learn to kind of like see hey how do i feel when i eat this how does this food taste in my mouth as i chew it what is the texture like what does it smell like actually experience the food instead of just kind of like scarfing down what's in front of your face it'll it it could change your relationship with food on a whole but it could also help you to regulate what's going in your mouth because you're actually like listening to what your body's saying like oh i'm full i'm hungry or I'm good, you know, or I don't like that. And I guess that goes into a lot of the mindful eating that also goes with into listening to your body. Once again, the example I gave you with the salad, after you have that, if you are eating mindfully, you will probably be able to identify that. Man, I feel great after I ate that thing. Versus I just had a Whopper and some fries and... It tasted really good when I was eating it, but now I feel like crap. I think that that's a really important thing that should be taught a lot more and should be understood more by healthcare providers even so they can have these conversations with their patients and just help make the world a better place, okay? But that's why we're having this conversation here, right? Mindful eating and mindful eating is just like a kind of describe but didn't really give a proper definition for it's kind of like just being present while you're eating so you can really explore the food that you have if you're watching something while you're eating you might not necessarily be as interested in the taste the flavors the texture the smell all the details surrounding the food that's in front of you as you're eating and chewing and it could also lead you to once again eating more because you're not actually paying attention. You're just, hey, I'm going to just eat until this video is done or whatever the case may be. You just kind of, it causes you to be able to miss those things much, much more. So like I mentioned earlier, there's also that mental health aspect. Some people can call it intuition or whatever. Listening to your body, when you get that gut feeling that something ain't right, actually listen to it. You know what I mean? Listen to it, act on it in whatever way you should because if your intuition is telling you something and intuition is one of those things where you can't really like put your finger on it like what is it what's the scientific whatever for it like like there is none of that it's just kind of like the feeling that you get in your spirit that's another way that we can listen to our bodies to listen to our intuition everything i mentioned earlier kind of like falls into it allowing yourself that quiet time that space to actually be present with yourself that can also be found in meditation meditation probably isn't going to 
give you as much of the physiological cues as you might want, but it can definitely give you a whole lot of mental cues. It can let you know what's going on in your brain and kind of help you out with your mental health on a whole. Meditation is one of those things where you're just better if you do it at the end of the day. Like There's no negative side effects of meditating. And if you use meditation to assist you in listening to your body, you could learn so much more because realistically speaking like we're not gonna be able to just sit down and be calm and just chill like at any random moment of the day you know we work we have children we have responsibilities but if you carve out some time to maybe just sit with yourself it could help in that listen to your body paradigm it can give you a set set apart time to pay attention pay attention to what's going on on the inside in your mind in your body with your breaths etc that's that's what i have for today and i hope that this podcast has been helpful for you and if it has definitely leave a review and comment and tell me how awesome or not awesome you think this is thank you so much for spending your time listening to me i hope you join me in the next one to learn more about health topics that can help you improve your life so you can be happy in your dwelling place love y'all